0: Welcome to Busy Living, so Bob. Busy Living, so Bob. What's up? Elizabeth. Hi, Weezy. Guess Luther. what episode this is? One fifty-seven. One hundred and fifty-seven episodes. Can you believe that?
1: Oh my gosh! No, I can't. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is.
0: How talk about crazy? For one, how have you been?
1: I've been great. I I mean, you know, not at the moment. I mean, I'm trying to, uh, to um, be tolerant and patient and all those good things, but it's it's a lot. It's, it's, um, it's a lot to be indoors every day. I I still have, I, I still am able to work because our, our business is considered essential in moving. And so, I am going to work a couple days a week, so that's been nice. But um, you know, this is this a hard time. It's a hard time for people that um, people in recovery, people that aren't in recovery. (laughs) It's just, it's it's tough.
0: And you're and so okay, J.F. has to go to work too. And I have to tell you, today he was like so excited. He's like, I feel kind of like happy that I get to go to work five days a week, and I I get to talk to other adults.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's a How- weird thing because, you know, for me, I, I, I mean, you know, you could, you could sit and talk all day long with, with friends. I mean, you can do that and you can text and you can email, but, you know, there, you know, there are moments where I feel almost um, unmotivated, uh, you know, that I paint and love doing that. I see you painting all the time, but, you know, I have, I've, everything's out, everything's ready to go. Um, it's so organized, all my paints, my canvases, my easel, and I have yet to sit down and paint. I just, I don't know. I just feel kind of stuck. Um, you know, I don't know if everything else has to be done in order for me to feel like I can, um, you know, just do something like that where I'm not, you know, cleaning out drawers and trying to make piles for goodwill and all this stuff that you always, you know, say that you don't have time to do and now all of a sudden we have so much time and um, I, I just feel, maybe I just felt guilty that I, I should be doing those things first and when they're all done, I can do what I want to do. Um, you know, I don't know.
0: It's, it's, how are you think, doing with, how are your kids? Because you, your kids are... They're in eighth grade and seventh grade. Sixth grade, and sixth, sixth grade, and seventh. Yeah, sixth and seventh. And what? How are they dealing with
1: it? I mean, you know, they're they're good. Um, you know, is my son playing a little more um, video games than I'd like him to? Yes, but you know, they're doing their homework. The, you know, the only the only thing that we had left in terms of going outside and looking forward to it was where the basketball courts across the streets at the church. And as of yesterday, they put the caution tape around the whole court. So you can't even go over there. Um, you know, that was like the remaining little bit of joy we had outside, but I mean, you know, you could still walk and everything, but kids and I walked the other night. Um, we are exercising. I did get a exercise bike delivered. Um, So we're doing that, and we're doing some ab workouts. I mean, let's be serious. Like, the last thing I want to do is be stuck in my house and also gain 10 pounds. Can you, you, you know, make it more miserable? You know, so I'm trying to do some, you know, to just stay active to some degree. But, you know, it's hard. The whole thing is just so... I keep thinking I'm in a dream and everybody's in my dream and I will wake up. Um, but it's... I think I... I it's, it's reality. Well, I think the
0: crazy thing for me is that I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I did... I woke up on Friday. I'm like, what day is it? And Jeff's like, it's Friday. I'm like, oh, it's Friday again? <laughs> Friday again.
1: It's Friday yeah. again. <laughs> I mean, there are... There are a lot of good things that are coming out of it. I mean, it is nice to see. I mean, there are dogs, unless they just got these dogs, there are dogs that have been inside homes for however long that I have never seen. Um, now, every <laughs> my girlfriend told me this morning, she said her dog is, you know, it's a little Yorkie, and it just, I mean, it's like, hi, <laughs> because he doesn't want to go back out, because everybody in the family is, is, you know, is trying to get, get take the dog out and then she, you know she'll yell I, I just took him out I just took him out and you know, so at, least, at least the animals are getting exercise but um you know it's just it it's it's um it's definitely um working on your patience and I think that the one nice thing is that you know you do start to get kind of creative I was thinking today what could you know what could we do outside I, I was going to actually drive to the beach take the kids and drive to the beach but you know I don't even know if the well I mean the beaches by you aren't open um so I don't know what, I what know the it. beaches in
0: Delaware are closed till May 15th oh my gosh Then I don't know, and I don't know about New Jersey, but I know that New Jersey just came, it's like the second in line with the most cases, just like behind New York.
1: Yeah, I did hear that as well, but I didn't know about the, about the, you know, what's open, what's not. I know a couple of the trails by me are closed, Um, you know, so I guess it's just a matter of walking in your neighborhoods and, you know, just letting that be the new norm. You know, it's it's hard to argue anything. You know, I, I know that when our meeting, um the AA meeting that I go to when that was um decided on that that they would they would close it and just do it online. Um, you know, for a second I, I was I was kinda irritated and, and I and I did say something because it was just you know, my first instinct is I need to be I need to be in front of people, I need to see people. And, you know, so does everybody else. And I was thinking selfishly that, you know, that's the way I want to be able to do it. And I thought that we were all, you know, really um, being conscious of of how far apart we were sitting from each other. And, you know, we weren't holding books and, you know, we weren't holding hands and doing, you know, any, no exchanges or anything. Um, And, but the reality is this is what they're telling us to do. And, And it's not to be in a group like that. And so I, you just have to, you just have to accept it and try to find something else. Like I, I know all these online, the zooms and the, the meetings that are being held online are, are good. And people are, I mean, for the most part, I have not, I have not been on one.
0: Oh, I was just um, going to ask you, have you been on one?
1: No, I haven't. I've actually, um, I've been listening to, um, like speaker series on the, the recovery speakers.com. And, and that's been uh, a friend of mine told me to listen to that. And it, it is, it's good. Um, but I do intend to try to get to the zoom. Um, you know, maybe I can figure that out this afternoon and then be ready to be on it tomorrow because everybody I know that's on it. So it's great. Um, so I definitely want to do that. You know, it's a hard time. It, I've talked to, you know, so many people in recovery, and and it's it is just a really hard time. And I I was saying this morning to a friend that I I haven't I don't want to drink. I mean, I haven't even thought of it. But the only I shouldn't say that. I, I've thought about it in in the respect of just how how bad it would be if I were drinking. I'm not thinking about oh. how you know how I. Like just how horrible, and just at the the thought that I would be playing around and you know talking to myself in my own head about you know what time can I start? What you know it's ten o'clock. Oh. I mean these days are just melting together. So you know ten o'clock feels like two o'clock, and two o'clock feels like eight o'clock. You know I would just I know what I would be doing right now. I would I would be making excuses, as, you know, just how early I could drink, and then just thinking about all the and where would you get it?
0: In Pennsylvania well, they don't even have liquor stores open, do they?
1: Yes, they 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 turned that around. They were closed but then um then they reversed it and they allowed the liquor stores to be open. You know, it's one of those things I, I talked to my mother about it and I I don't know exactly how I feel about it and it's not some bitter, you know, uh Recovering alcoholic that doesn't want the liquor stores to be open because I can't buy it It's not that I swear <laughs> however you know there there's two sides of it. I mean, my mother seemed to take the the um stance that she thought it was thought it was horrible. she just didn't like the whole idea that they would consider that essential um, and then I looked at it from another side which or you know another angle which was. You know, in some respects, I think everybody is so, I know what it was like for me when I couldn't get, you know, alcohol, whether it was at at the very end and I couldn't get it, whether it was because there was a day that I didn't realize was a holiday or the stores were closed, you know, in New Jersey, growing up in New Jersey, you could, you know, they were open all the time and, but here they're not and because it's state run and so... My feeling is, I I think back on how anxious and how crazy I would get, it's like realizing that the liquor store was closed, or driving up to the parking lot, and seeing the lights out, and that feeling, and just just projecting on all the people that I'm not saying people that are that are that have a problem that are still drinking and are alcoholics, and but but I'm just saying that that the you know the change in personality the anxiousness the, the 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 anger all those feelings and and how that projects onto other people and family members and you know just people losing their their temper and and i don't know just you know what i'm saying like i just I, i'm not i'm not encouraging them to stay open but at the same time i can't imagine with with everything going on and people just having such a tough time with this and then you take away alcohol, it's like their only vice that, you know, if, if they drink responsibly and normally that they just have a nice couple glasses of wine, which we didn't do, but, you know, if they had a couple <laughs> glasses of wine a night and that was their way to relax and just chill out, um, you know, I, I would hate to think that, that, you know, those people, just just what would come of that is everybody getting anxious and And you know, even and the people that do have a problem that necessarily, you know, didn't go to rehab and are are still actively drinking, what happens with those people? That all of a sudden, one day to the next, it's cut off and indefinitely, and they can't have it. I mean, you know, there's there's scary there's scary um, outcomes to that as well. So you know, I mean, it's just I don't know where I stand on it, but I just I'm not saying it. Like I said, I'm not saying it because I'm jealous or bitter whatever I just um you know it's just one more place that can make money I guess at this point I mean everybody you know people are struggling what do you think about it I mean what do you think well, about liquor stores being open well I'm just I, saying, a I, one, I haven't like it's been essential. as mm-hmm. you
0: know I have not been to a liquor store in um almost 13 and a half years which is insane to me but I haven't I don't know. I think that I know that I have heard from police officers. I, I do know a, a police officer, and she said that domestic disputes were up. And now this is a week ago, and she doesn't live in a she doesn't live in Pennsylvania, but she said that the the um, domestic disputes were already up, and that was only a week into it. And here we are. I think three weeks into it. I again, as you just mentioned, it's like Forrest Gump day. Like I don't know what day it is. You know what day is it? They're all melding together. So my thought of it is, if you drink responsibly, great. But if you are finding that you're going to that drink more often than not, and you change, then there's a problem. And I always think that people can go on a like go and Google like test, am I an alcoholic? And I think that you can that always shed some light on whether or not you're thinking maybe you are. Because I know when I took that and I told the truth. <laughs> Not when I took it and, like, kind of fed the chance. Right, yeah. But, yeah. When I, <laughs> but when I really t- when I took the test and was honest, then, you know, it answered the question that I already knew in my heart, which was that I was an alcoholic. So if alcohol is causing you to have problems in your life, then it's something to maybe look at. And this is definitely not the time to be ben- bingeing. I don't think.
1: Because again, well, yeah, and what's gonna happen, you know, when this is all when this is has kind of when they get a handle on it or there's, you know, some vaccine whatever it is that we that, you know, allows us to go back out and go you know, live our lives normally again. But, you know, how many people are then gonna now be in treatment and um you know, because this could be the time where people
0: Realize that 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 they have a problem because if we change because of our alcohol, right? Now mm-hmm. I was not a crier ever. I was more like they'll get louder mm-hmm. and keep partying and have no inhibitions. Um so that was my deal when I drank. But I think that the whole liquor store and not getting it and getting it. I you know, I know here in Florida they closed the bars a couple of weeks ago. And that was good, I thought, because you don't want, I mean, but then JF just went down on the kayak ride and he said down the road, there's all these people getting together and partying at somebody's house. Where I heard they were doing that in New Jersey and they all got arrested. Like, this is definitely not a time
1: to be partying, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I completely think that's horrible and they should be arrested. that um but you know i i guess i when when it first started i remember seeing a bunch of different online with you know whether it was on instagram or whether it was just group chats and stuff that people were very concerned it was really kind of high up there on people's concerns as to what is you know when it first started as the liquor stores were closed you know then people were were jumping in and saying, Well, don't worry, don't worry, you know, the, the acne still you know, the acne carries alcohol now and, you know, you can get it from there. That's not closed and you know, so it was everybody was kind of panicked thinking, you know, well how am I gonna get it if these liquor stores are closed, but now, you know, they don't have to worry about it. But it is it's just um it is scary. And it's just it's also, you know, I worry about the people that are, you know, fresh into recovery that are now, um, you know, stuck in their house. And it's that one thing that you had, and I don't know where you got that, but you had posted it about, it was, it was was explaining how people in recovery almost already know what this is like because of the isolation and, and, it was I think it was about a week ago that you posted it. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was so great. I mean it was the I wish you had it handy you could read it because it is just it is perfect because it is all of the things that we're that we're experiencing now are all the things that we're we're kinda used to.
0: I'm actually pulling it up right now. Hold on. Okay. Now, I'm outside because my my um reception's much better outside than it is inside, ironically. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it sounds clear. Yeah, I feel like you can, can you hear me now. Okay, so we were made to survive this. We are used to to an unseen illness trying to kill us. We live through that every day. We are used to taking things as they come, one day at a time. We are used to the isolation. We have survived loneliness many times. We are used to quarantine, jails, institutions, detoxes, treatment centers, and more. We are used to turning... We are used to turning to a higher power for faith and hope constantly. We are used to, to letting go of what we can't control to, to turning it over. We are used to working every day to keep others alive, to keep hope alive. We are used to fighting against the odds to recover from a disease, to help others recover. We have the best skill set in the world to make it through this. We are strong. And that is the truth, right? It's. it's I've already, I, I've been in isolation. I've already felt terrible about myself. I've been in fear of going out to bars, like, Oh my God, what if I pick up a drink or going to parties and being around people that drink too much? Like I've had that fear. And now it's the same kind of fear. It's like, you know, going outside and going to the grocery store. It's like, I don't want to get too close to people. I'll tell you this Jeff. And I went on a bike ride yesterday thinking that it would be easy. Like we'd be able to get off some exercise on a bike. And we went down along the beach and it was packed. And we were like, Oh my God, we've got to get out of here. And it's like, they're all around us. Somebody could touch us. Somebody could breathe on us. And that's just the same sort of fear you have when you're drinking. It's like, You know, I I had somebody on here recently, I think, or maybe even you've mentioned this before, but when you're sober and then you kiss someone for the first time and they have liquor on their breath, you're like, oh, my God, am I going to drink? Does that mean I relapse because I just kissed someone that has alcohol in their breath? I mean, there's all those things that run through our mind that right now we still have those same thoughts, right?
1: Yeah. And it is. It is. I mean, maybe I thought about it. Maybe I'm so comfortable, even though, I mean, I do, I'm antsy. I should say that the only thing I am is antsy because I really don't know what to do. I feel guilty if I sit down on on the couch and I watch it, you know, I start binge watching something, um, you know, because there's other things that could be done, you know, but, but forget about all of that. Just the, the feeling of, of isolation is very, um, it, it, it's it's very palatable for me. Like I can, I can handle it. Like I, I, it's not uncomfortable for me because I was so used to it. It's not, I'm not sitting in my house thinking, Oh my gosh, I miss, I miss being out with my girlfriends, like at the bar, like this is, this would be the best time. This is awful that we can't, we can't, you know, all be at the bar together drinking because that's never what I did. So, you know, for me, the isolation was being in my laundry room and pulling a drawer out and grabbing a a bottle. You know, that was that. That's how I lived. And you know, and so this this arrangement now, as horrible as it is for for all of us, it, you know, for me, there are so many things that are pretty comfortable for me, only because it. it It was how I I lived my life, you know, and, um, you know, it's so, so it's, it's not horrible. It's not bad. But when I read that, you know, when you posted that, I thought that is so true. It is so true for alcoholics or or people in recovery to, to look at or read that and think that that is exactly what we're all feeling, you know, that we've gone through it. We've been there. We've been there, we've done it, and
0: we're going to continue to be here. And I have to say, as to the Zoom meetings, I have to tell you, you because we've been doing this for a couple weeks now, because his work and reading Bloomberg all the time, he was like, we're not going out anymore. I don't want you to go to meetings anymore. So I've been doing outdoor. I've been doing a meeting outside with other people. It's been two weeks now, two weeks Uh a day. So I started a Zoom meeting called Morning Hope, which is the same meeting that I started up home that you were a part of, and then I started one down here in the morning, and now I have it online. And we, somebody came on, and she's in New York, and I'm not going to name her name because I don't know if she'd want me to, but she found out about the Zoom meeting from last week's podcast. Is that crazy? Oh,
1: wow. That's great.
0: And she loves the podcast, and she's like, I wish you would do it more
1: than once a week. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I guess I could. Well, let me tell you, I'm the first to, in line to volunteer. I I would do it with you a couple times a week. I mean, my gosh, it's not like we can say we have that other things to do, but that would be, um, I I would definitely do it. Well, I and think so, we're there's so many doing. things to talk about. I mean, there's so many there's so many things that come up in there. You know, I had I hadn't heard from a friend of mine, um, who was in um, early recovery. I hadn't heard, and it wasn't, you know, really unusual. It was a new friend, but it was um, somebody I, I kind of touched base with on a somewhat regular basis. And anyway, um, I, you know, it was one of those feelings that you get when you haven't heard from somebody and you think, you know, okay, what happened? Did he drink? And and I so I wrote a note, and I said, you just, know, just so you know, if he drank, you know, it, it, just don't feel like you can't tell me. You know, you just got to restart the clock and, you know, and... Uh, move forward. And, and I didn't hear from, and then finally I heard from, he said, yeah, I did drink. Um, but I only had, you know, two glasses of wine and I'm back, you know, and I said, you know, Nick for me, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to say I don't care cause I do care, but it's just that, you know, I don't really care what you drank or I just care that you're not, that you're not struggling. That's really all I cared about that. You know, I don't care if you drank a, a, you know, a bottle of vodka or a, a, a glass of wine or whatever he drank. But I just want to make sure that going forward, you know, because for me, when I drank after I got out of rehab and I drank, it wasn't as easy as saying, oh, well, I just had a couple of glasses and I put it down and that was it. And I went back to, you know, not drinking. I mean, I, it, it was hard for me. I couldn't do it. And, um you know, uh, I have a lot of people—not a lot. I have a handful of people in my life that you know have are really, really, really struggling right now and still not drinking, which is wonderful, or that have gone back, you know, and I've lost touch with them, and um, you know, it, it is what it is. But I just, I just pray that people can get back on track. Um, you know, well, I think
0: it's, Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. No, go ahead. I was. I was going to
0: say. That the interesting thing is, is like I have to go back to basics right now. And I, because I do use the 12 steps as everybody that knows it listens and as well as you do. And so, steps one, two, and three are where I have to live right now. It's like one, I'm powerless. I'm powerless over everything right now. I am powerless over when, what the president's going to say, what a governor's going to say, what a mayor's going to say, what this, where this virus is going, who it's going to hit, who it is going to hit. I'm powerless over all of it, right? So that's step one. And number two, I have to realize that there is a God and it's not me. And number three is I have to turn it over. And that's what I'm doing each and every day. It's like, if that's the only thing, I might not know what day it is and I might not know what time it is. But if I just live in that, I'm getting closer to God right now, which is amazing for me because that's where I've always wanted to get to is where's God today? Where's God working in my life? Where is this? I, I haven't had a desire to drink. That's, freaking a
1: miracle
0: yeah it is you know like we're supposed to be drunk and I know that people are listening and they're like well I'm bored and it's like I mean there are so many things to do it's not even funny like I am painting and I'm not as good of a painter and artist as you are Louise I mean you Louise by the way is the most amazing artist and um, I just am doing it. I'm, As you know, I just do it. And whatever happens, happens. I, I take the judgment out of it. I'm needle pointing. I should be organizing, but I don't feel like it. I'm doing laundry, and I I probably should be doing more laundry than I am, but I don't care. And I'm eating. I definitely am eating a lot, but I'm exercising, too. I don't know if they're balancing each other out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Either do I. Uh, I mean Henry we had Doritos and I was starting to eat the freaking Doritos. I mean Doritos are seriously the most addictive thing. You have one
1: and you have to have the whole bag.
0: I'm like, take them away, Henry, I cannot eat any more Doritos.
1: Yeah, yeah. one thing I wanna say, um I was gonna mention before but with the people I was talking to a friend of mine who is in early recovery and she was saying that her friend I mean her son, um now keep in mind this is you know and and I've talked about my children and keeping an open line of communication and getting the elephant out of the room, um, and that works for me and I I I highly encourage it for people. It's as amazing the what you fear ends up being not so bad and I don't I just say that from you know from my own experience but but I've encouraged some people to do it and it's always it's always been um, it's always been a positive experience. But she, but she was saying that her son, to the single mother, and she was saying that her son was, she wanted to take a nap. And her son kept saying, he's like, you can't take a nap because um, because you have to watch me. You have to take care of me. And her son's young and under 10. And he kept saying that to her. And I said, you know, I'm sure, like my children, you know, when they would get, you know, an attitude because I'd be sleeping or I'd fall asleep while we were watching a movie and this disappointment and anger that came over their face. I mean, it was, it was so obvious to me what was happening and that was that they were, you know, having flashbacks of what it was like to live with an alcoholic who was drinking. And, and, and I said to her, um, you know, you might want to, and this just throwing it out there to other people listening is that, you know, you might want to reassure children you know, young children are you when know, it when it's so fresh. And I mean, I'm I'm going two years now, and I still my still my kids still react to things like me falling asleep or nodding off. Or you know, I could see it. It's not a normal oh uh, disappointment. It is. I am remembering how horrible it was to be with you when you were drunk and you were falling asleep. So I said to her, um, you know, you might want to don't don't assume he's too young, but you might want to just say, you know, don't don't worry, you know, mommy's tired, and I didn't, you know, mommy hasn't drank, and I won't drink, but I am tired, and I'd like to take a nap, and don't and don't you know, know that if you want to wake me up, you can, and I will wake up because there were times that, you know, I think what scared him the most was that she didn't wake up when he tried to wake her and it became an issue at one time. um, One particular time where she didn't, you know, she couldn't wake her up. I mean, imagine how scary that is, but it's, it's so easy to understand why a child alone in a house in this situation would kind of have a little, you know, begin to panic a little bit and say, no, you're not going to sleep. You're not taking a nap. And I know how easy it is because I've been through it to get, on the defensive very quickly and say, what do you mean? You know, I'm taking a nap for God's sake. or so I fell asleep. I had a long day at work, or, you know, cut me a break. But the reality is their reality is that that's what they dealt with. And there was no being able to tell whether mommy was sleeping because she was drunk or she was sleep in, in active addiction that whether I was sleeping because I was tired or whether I was, you know, completely passed out, and there's no way in hell, even if the house was on fire, that they would get me up. So, you know, there are opportunities, you know, the worst case, the worst case scenario is the child maybe doesn't understand it enough to be able to talk about it, but if that's the case, then so be it, the conversation just ends. But, But sometimes, you know, it's worth it just to, to reassure your child and let them know that you know what they went through. I've done that with my kids, and I have to tell you, it's been a godsend because we have total open communication all the time about it, and I know that they get, they still, it, you know, it's going to take a while. Maybe maybe another year from now, I might, you know, put on the brakes and say, okay, <laughs> Like <laughs> your, your your pass is up because I'm not going to keep getting you know, like, but but at this point you know I'm still letting them slide a little bit. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's you know whatever you want to call it. It's embarrassing, frustrating. You know, it's all those things. But but it, it, but it is still a reality for them, and it is. I mean, I still have things that trigger me from my mother, and I haven't lived with her for you know 32 years. <laughs> And I still have things that, that get me, you know, that make me immediately go back to that moment of hard drinking. Um, so if, if after 32 years I'm still feeling it, I think that after two years my kids, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty fresh still.
0: But the way that you just mentioned communication, that's huge because right now there's so much fear in the world. And that is what a num you know, it's fear. You just mentioned so much fear when you were describing your children and your friend's child. I mean, there's a lot of fear right now. People don't know who's gonna get this, how you're gonna get it, how contagious it is. There's so much fear. And then to be then on top of it, add fear of if your mom and dad can take care of you or your mom or just your dad or whoever it is can take care of you because they're picking alcohol over them which isn't what they're really doing, but it's because of this disease. It's so cunning, baffling, and powerful, and it doesn't make any sense.
1: Absolutely. You know? Yeah, and, and what the, there's so many layers to it that are just like you just said. There's this, you know, uh, there's the coronavirus. There's that, that whole fear, and then on top of that, you know, how do I know that my kids haven't thought, well, gosh, you know, when mom seems to be in a bad mood because she's, irritated or you know I get angry because my son doesn't like the meal I cooked and you know that you know because tension is high and and we're, we're all getting on each other's nerves and you know do they ever think my gosh you know if she's if she's so irritable and she's so sad or she's you know feeling like she did when she you know when mom and dad were together or whatever that is will she go out when she's go into the CVS to get some toilet paper? Is she going to go out and get a bottle? You know, I, I just I think that that's a, that's, a, that's a very realistic fear that a kid would have. Anybody, I think spouses at this time, you know, let's forget it, you know, not forget, but let's put, put kids aside. I mean, how about all the, the spouses that are worried about their you know, husband or wife that is new into recovery and, you know, they don't know, you know, I mean, in this time where people are just, are bored and are, uh, you know, irritable and all those things, you know, to, I'm sure that they fear that. Oh, it's a hard time to, you know, I mean, you weren't expecting Even to have all your kids, kids under, kids, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: they it's crazy. It's crazy. Well. You know, this was awesome, Wheezy. I just realized, you know, that we've been talking for literally 35 minutes. I can't believe it. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Time flies. Well, we obviously have to touch base again. So next Tuesday, I'm going to get you back on here. So one day this week, after you're finished working, you have to call me and we're going to chat. Okay. Perfect. Does that work? Yeah. Now, you, now anybody that's listening, if you have anything you want us to talk about about the coronavirus, I'm sure you've been people are sick of hearing about it ad nauseum, and um. But if you have anything we want you want us to talk about, or you have any questions for me or Weezy, you can reach out at busy P-I-Z-Z-Y at busylivingsober dot com. Weezy, you're awesome. We please do you some listen. artwork so I can post okay. it okay. this I week. Do okay, I everything please. ready
1: to go. I will try. So will when we hang up,
0: it. we go do one right now. I, I'm giving you permission, okay? okay As okay, your thank friend, you. go, okay. go, 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 <laughs> Because people okay. deserve to see your beautiful artwork because it is amazing, okay, and we can put it on the awesome. podcast. Okay? okay, we can add the photo onto it. Okay, that's perfect. I will do something. Okay, go do something because okay. you're okay. amazing. That's love you, fun. Ton. Love you and too. I'll talk to you this week. Okay. All right, until okay. next week, everybody, keep getting busy and living sober. Bye bye.